0: Hey there, it's a Friday edition of the EP podcast, a red Friday, a wear red Friday. Uh, I wear this same shirt every single Friday. It's my late grandfather's shirt that he got when he was living at the uh, Southern Utah Veterans Home. Uh, remember Everyone Deployed, R E D Red Friday. Join me each and every week, please. Wear something red to remember everyone that is deployed, and not just them, but their family members as well. Excited to have you back listening to another edition of the EP Podcast. I'm Austin Horton uh, from the Zone Sports Network and the Big Show. Catch us every day, 2 to 7. And, of course, the, uh, the Zone Sports Network, your first and last stop for local national sports radio news notes. And the occasional jocularity. Is that the right word? (laughs) Uh, Joking around. We'll go with that goofing off. So thanks for tuning in. I got a lot to talk about today. Got some uh, NBA news. The Jazz are out there as the number one NBA topic today, uh, right there along with the NBA draft and what's going on there. We got some more clarity. Kind of on the Devin Kafusi decision to transfer to Utah from BYU, and we've got more uh, hilarity to talk about as well. Some off the wall non sports items I want to get to, but first and foremost, I look. I've been a unashamed, unapologetic. Go ahead and call me a hater. That's fine. uh, Tom Brady hater, sure. uh, For most of my life now. I mean, how long? How long has he been in the NFL? probably close to half my life, and so I've never liked the guy. I've always thought he was pretentious, always thought he was a little, uh, we'll say, defensive back. You can put the, uh, take the first letters of each of those words there, and you'll see what I'm saying. TB, Ta- Tom Brady, more like defensive Brady, ha 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 ha. Anyway, you get what I'm saying there. He wears Uggs, he likes his watches, he has a moat around his house until he sold it. The guy is just bleh. I, I I don't he's way too Hollywood for my liking that being said I do believe he is the greatest quarterback to ever do it in the NFL uh, so th- th- I do I recognize the greatness but he's he's just constantly coming up with one more thing that annoys me more than the last and I, I don't know if he does this on purpose or if he's just that detached or uh, unawares He has now, look, there's a great bit from Brian Regan where he talks about a guy who has a roofing company and his last name is Fiedler. And he's, and Brian Regan talks about how it, in fact, I'll I'll just insert it here. I saw a truck the other day for a roofing company. What the guy named his own roofing company on the side of the truck was Fiedler Roofing Company. (laughs) Now, how did he not think of Fiedler On The Roof. <laughs> How can you not think of that? My name is Fiedler. I'm going to be on the roof. Feedler Roofing Company. Fiedler Roofing Company.
1: Huh? Huh?
0: <laughs> Three in the morning. I'm still tossing and turning, you know? Should I call the guy tomorrow, or is this one of those things I have to learn how to let go? <laughs> Clearly, I haven't let it go. Okay, so Fiedler, Roof, Fiedler on the Roof, no, it goes with Fiedler Roofie Company. Ta- Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay. The initials, TB, goes to the initials TB. What what is wrong with tying those together for a trademark? Go with TB and TB or whatever you want to do, but you're both TB. It works. Fi- figure it out. No, instead, what Tom Brady and his people have done is they have filed a trademark for the phrase Tampa Bay. Ha 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 ha! Get it, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Oh my gosh. Or Tampa Brady? Are you kidding me? This is so so stupid, so dumb. It, it I, maybe it shouldn't bug me this this much, but it, I have like a visceral reaction to it. Like I, I just I have to I want to go out to a, an axe throwing or a, or a bash room company to get my aggression out over this thing. This is terrible. You had Feedler uh, Feedler on the roof, a Feedler on the roof moment, and you went with Tampa Bay. It's terrible. Get out of here, G T H O with that business. All right, okay. So there you go. That's that's off my chest. Getting back to some Zen here. Gonna be all right. No more Tom Brady talk for the rest of this podcast. Bit of good news. Bit of good cheer. Did you see what Vivint Smart Home Arena and the Smiths Ballpark did on Thursday night? They flipped on the blue lights on the outside and inside and around the ballpark. Uh, and why they did that usually is to honor those that are fighting against and on the front lines fighting against COVID-19, the coronavirus pandemic. Just thought uh, that was really cool. Uh, of course, you know, Smith's Ballpark, home of the, the Salt Lake Bees. Thursday was to have been opening night of the minor league baseball schedule for the Bees. Alas, did not happen. And uh, the, the date of the start of the season is TBD. There's that Tom Brady initials again. I promised I wouldn't do it. TBD, the date uh, when things are going to get going. But I thought it was really nice for the bees and uh, those at Vivint Smart Home Arena to turn on those blue lights on Thursday night and just give a nod to our uh, first responders, frontline people, fighting against this ugly, horrendous, nightmarish pandemic that we're all going through. So tip of the cap and a nod of thanks to Vivint Smart Home Arena and Smith's Ballpark for doing that. All right, and now a bit of weird news. My friends, who live out in Magna and West Valley, how are you feeling today? Where are you? How are you hanging on? Are you thirsty? Because if you are, make sure you ain't going to the tap to fill up your cup and canteen. All right? Did you see this news out of Magna? Magna Water District issued a boil order on Thursday for its entire service service area after a raccoon. Was discovered in a water storage reservoir. They said residents should not drink the water straight from the tap. You should boil it, of course, uh, in water for at least five minutes. Boil the water, not boil the water in water. Boil the water for at least five minutes, and then let it cool before you use it, even even for cooking. Uh, so don't just think, "Well, I'm boiling these noodles." It'll no, boil the water then boil the noodles again in the water. Trust, it's, it's weird, but just do it. Uh, they said the condition of the raccoon indicated that it had not been in the tank long before it was discovered and removed. So they're not sure going to be. this is going to take too long. Uh, how they think this happened was they did some construction work on this storage unit recently, and the contractor that had been there removed a screen that acts as a filter And didn't put it back, and this raccoon crawled in there. So if uh, if your water out there in Magna and West Valley is tasting extra, uh, I don't know, what does raccoon taste like? Chicken? If it's tasting extra forest chicken, it's because there was a forest chicken, a raccoon, in that water. So make sure you're boiling things out. Just, ugh! As though we don't have enough problems going on, especially out there where the epicenter of the earthquake just happened. Leave those people alone, please. Let them have a, a month of nothing. They've earned it. They've earned it. Magna West Valley, you've earned a month off. Go ahead. You've got my permission. No more earthquakes. No more pandemics. No more raccoons getting into your water sources, Please. All right, we had an announcement from the NBA. This, of course, from Adrian Wojnarowski and Jonathan Givoney. I'm sorry, Jonathan, I don't know how to pronounce your name. I know I've texted you a hundred times in the years I've been doing this job to try and get you on the shows. Never get a response back. Maybe that's because I don't know how to pronounce your name. But they're continuing to gather information as the the NBA draft, the date uh, was approaching. It was going to be June 25th. Uh, according to Warsnarowski and Jonathan of ESPN, the uh, the and uh, the NBA powers that be have come to an agreement that they're going to push that date of June 25 for the draft until no sooner than August 1st. So the soonest we'll be having an NBA draft will be on the 1st of August. Uh, This from the ESPN article, multiple top team executives expressed to ESPN their belief that shifting the draft date would give organizations more time to salvage the essential elements of the pre-draft process, possibly allowing for in-person workouts, interviews, and medical evals of prospects that current social distancing and, of course, shelter-in-place guidelines make impossible. Uh, The NBA, by the way, for now, remains on Commissioner Adam Silver's timeline of May 1 as the earliest that any decision Will be made uh, as far as will the, con- will the season be finished or not. So May 1st will be when there will be the soonest we'll hear uh, any more on that decision. I do know that uh, according to this article in The Athletic today from Sham Sharania, Sam Amick, and Tony Jones, that there's been all kinds of contingency plans in place, including the NBA's hoping targeting a mid June finish to the season it may not allow for a finish to the regular season but there will be they're hoping for a there won't i can't say there will be but they're hoping the best case scenario in june sometime they'll have a two-week acclimation period training camp workouts for players or whatever it would be more likely than not in a quote-unquote bubble city where everyone is uh for lack of a better term, controlled and monitored and isolated and quarantined, uh, they all the teams will go there. They, they may not finish the regular season, but they're hoping that there would at least be some kind of a play-in to the playoff situation for the lower seeds. So uh, anyway, interesting. Good. I think it's good news, at least even if it never comes to be. It makes me feel better when we talk about these things uh, as though uh, with some definitive – uh, boundaries around them dates and times and we and look I get why from a PR standpoint and a political standpoint they can't just be slapping dates and things uh, all, all the time because it will change it'll fluctuate it's a fluid situation to say the very least but it makes my it does my heart some good to see a date of May 1st the next decision will come down they're hoping for a mid-june situation to end the season and start the playoffs August 1st will be the soonest the NBA draft will take place. At least we can put these on our calendar in, in a contingency uh, setting. So there you go, a little bit. And if, by the way, also some notes out of that uh, athletic piece that the that, uh, was just released today uh, focusing on the Utah Jazz and how we're now uh, just – it's been a month since uh, the night in Oklahoma City when uh, Donovan and Rudy tested positive of course, everything came to a halt then, and the piece was really well done. I think what it does is it, it shines some justice, some justified light on the back scene work that Quinn Snyder and everyone else with the Utah Jazz, the medical staff, the the front office, the ownership, management—they were all so focused and way ahead of the game on this pandemic. Before, but no one realized it. They were doing education seminars. They were doing powerpoints. They were talking about it constantly. They were taking care of, uh, taking measures as far as like hand sanitizer and keeping everyone's uh, belongings to themselves and, and and monitoring everyone's health. And at first, it seems reportedly Joe Ingles somewhat admitted this to Sam Amy a couple weeks ago, that the players at first were kind of like, okay, yeah, this this could get bad, but right now it's not that bad, but they have to tell us. And then, boom, it happens. And what didn't get, I think, enough light until this piece in The Athletic came out is that the Jazz were way ahead of this. Quinn Snyder was passionate Obviously being from uh, the Mercer Island in the Seattle area that's where that uh, rest home that lost I think 37 people was was located Quinn Snyder was obviously very passionate about this and was teaching and educating and bringing in experts doctors and medical professionals to talk to his team and get them prepared and make sure it was on their minds and then uh, everything that went down it got none of that got talked about or shown or given the proper light until now, because we all remember the microphone moment with Rudy, which I think was just completely blown out of proportion as well. I I, I took that as a sign that Rudy Gobert was, uh, at least from how what what I know about Rudy, he is he's a fun guy, he's a smart guy, and he's a mature guy for the most part. And Everyone has our moments of immaturity. That to me was more a, a nod to the media to say, ah, "I know you guys are away from me here, but I'm still with you." And I think it was just him trying to ease everyone's concerns and and uh, worries about the thing. Turns out he tested positive, and everyone then sees that moment go viral. And, and I cannot believe. And it's just it was unfortunate. It was an unfortunate decision that Rudy Gobert made there. And today, I would not do it. But back then, I can't promise you that I wouldn't have done something like that. Because I, I, I think I'm a little similar in personality in that way where when things are bad or heavy, I'm always the one that's throwing in a joke. Like uh, just the other day, I was talking with some friends about a really heavy topic. And uh, in the middle, I, I threw in a joke because I use I used humor as a defense mechanism at times. It's not always healthy to do that. and uh, But I, I don't know that back then I would have done anything different than, than Rudy did. Obviously, fast forward to today, yes, definitely would do things differently. But an unfortunate circumstance, but I'm glad that the Athletic took the time, did the digging, got the details of just how prepared and how aware the Utah Jazz were. And they were taking this seriously. And I think that that's important for people to give them their due credit there. All right. And finally, this, the Devin Kafusi Uh, situation is on the we're going to talk about it all day and for the next week I'm sure here on the zone if not longer first of all because there's not a lot of actual sports news to report on and talk about and so this would have maybe been a a throwaway segment or comment that we would have spent five to eight minutes on Maybe twice in a week. Instead, we're spending big segments on it because it is the biggest local sports story right now. Devin Kafusi, a Kafusi, a Kafusi, leaving BYU for Utah. And I know his his uncles and other family members played at Utah, but his dad, his brothers, uh, played at BYU. His sister, I think, played basketball there. His mom is the mayor of Provo. This is, and, and, uh, and is running for lieutenant governor with John Huntsman Jr. This is a BYU... A legacy name leaving the blue for the red and there's been all kinds of questions about why so i thought i'd just play a couple of sound bites for you that have been uh, on the air this week here on the zone talking about this here's uh, the first uh, soundbite I heard was from Lockdown Cougars with Jacob Hatch. You get that on twelve eighty the and part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. He Jake uh, asked them why the transfer. What's what's all that about? Was the bigger issue a scheme issue or was it a coaching issue?
2: Both for sure playing there. I, I love BYU and all all the things and BYU, as, as a, all programs across the nation are trying to figure out where they can do best and stuff. But as for you know as for players, you know you only get four eligible seasons after spending two there. I just I just Felt like I, I now or never, and so uh, I, I need to leave there to f- find a program I can I can fit into betterly scheme wise as well as uh, a more established culture in the sense of developing defensive players.
0: Okay, there's Devin fully admitting this is a football thing, a development thing. He feels he can't be the player that he wants to be at BYU. He's got to go somewhere else to do it, and he chose Utah to do it. Hans Olsen, I thought, pointed out a really good point though. You don't leave. A sure thing, like you have at BYU, for a hopeful roster spot at Utah.
1: Outside of the fact that I think that there's a story underlining this that is not coming forward. See,
0: that's my thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a story that's underlining this that's not about coaching, that's not about football. And I'd love to get to the bottom of it, to know what the story is, but he's not leaving BYU because of football. He's not. You you don't leave a full-ride scholarship and walk on at a university because of football.
0: Jan Jorgensen was then uh, on the big show, and he was asked straight up if he likes people, uh, the, the, the ease uh, with which kids are transferring these days.
1: The great Jan Jorgensen. Does it bother you that guys
2: are transferring more frequently these days, or are you okay with it? No, it bugs me. It bugs me quite a bit. Kids are different these days than they were when I played. I sound like the old man now. It's weird. When I talk to my kids, I always sound like the old man, and I went uphill both ways and all that stuff. But kids are looking for the easy way out. They're about that instant gratification, and if it's not coming right away, and they think the grass is greener on the other side, when most of the time it's not. Honestly, it's pretty sad to see the way kids transfer transfer so easily these days. I actually hate to see it.
0: The Big Show Jake and Gordon themselves weighed in on what their feelings were about the Devin Kafusi transfer news.
1: Let's start with Devin Kafusi. I think players should go where they feel most comfortable. If you feel like you picked a place that doesn't fit what you're looking for completely, I have no problem with a player saying, nope, this isn't what I'm looking for. I'm going to go somewhere else. The funny thing is, when you say that, what does that say about where you were? Which is kind of remarkable, considering you would have thought Devin Kafusi knew what BYU is all about with intimate knowledge. When I hear Stuff like, I wasn't developed well enough or those sorts of things. Sometimes that's code for, well, they like somebody else better.
0: And then finally today, Friday morning, Devin Kafusi went on live with DJ and PK, and he said, actually, he's been told he has a scholarship.
2: So uh, I, I got to be blunt on this. Uh, when this decision was, when you announced it, uh, guys at BYU got in touch with me and said uh, that you're not signing a scholarship agreement that you're walking on. Could you clarify that? Oh, no. It's a, it is a scholarship offer from Coach Powell and Coach Scally. Um, um, I mean, going into, you know, the transfer portal, it's kind of walking out in the dark a little bit, especially, and I know in my situation, just, um, you know, I, don't, I really don't have much film to, to back it up uh, for anything to offer. Um, you know, coming off an, uh, a surgery I had in January, um, as well as, you know, not being a grad transfer and at the timing of spring ball. I mean, I mean, when you talk college football, you know, they got everything planned out really for that for the rest of the year, whether it be the scholarships and everything. Um, but Coach Powell let me know right away is, um, that they'd love to have me, that I got all the right tools, a lot of untapped potential, um, which was just a, a huge blessing um, and I'm super grateful for. Um, you know, it helps me with my confidence as well, knowing um, I know I am a uh, worthy student-athlete of a scholarship, but I also get the logistics of timing and everything. It um, would have been tough to kind of move some pieces around, but I'm super grateful that it worked out um, in the way that has to receive a full-ride scholarship up there. So do you get that immediately, or is that something that kicks in mid-year? Uh, in- immediately.
0: All right. The, the fact of the matter is the truth is somewhere in the middle of all of that. The, the, I do want to point out two things. One, again... This would not be as big a story if the pandemic weren't going on. I absolutely agree with – I think Scotty said that on Thursday. It's a story. It's it's not the number one story if the pandemic's not going on. Obviously, the Jazz will be in the playoff – final moments of the playoff push and on and on and on. Spring ball would have taken place. There would be bigger things uh, going on than this. But because there aren't, it's at the forefront. There's number one. Number two – Again, the truth of why he's leaving, I think there's a bit of everything he said and what everyone else has said, I think, can all be true at once. It can be football. It can be personal. It can be anything. It could be that he doesn't like living in Provo anymore. I don't know. As someone who spent uh, my fair share of time living in Provo, I don't blame anyone that wants to get out of Provo. It's a fun place for a while. Then you want to leave. If it's not home... I don't see anyone settling there, and obviously I'm talking in uh, with blanket statements here to poke a, a little fun at it, but Provo is not my favorite place to live. It's fun to visit every now and then. They've got some cool things in Provo. I'm just saying, it could be a myriad of any reasons that Devin Kafusi does not want to be at BYU anymore, and I think there's a little bit of truth to all of them. The number one reason behind it, we may not ever know the truth 100% for certain, If it is that he absolutely got a scholarship offer and he's going to Utah, okay. If it's that uh, that he's got some political differences with what's going on at BYU, fine. If it's that he doesn't want to live in Provo anymore, if it's that his mom's running for lieutenant governor, if it's on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Whatever it is, Devin knows the number one driving reason behind his decision. It is his decision. And as Gordon Monson said, I agree. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old kids, 17-year-old kids, they make one decision, things change, they want to leave. I was exactly that way. I had different political views at 17, 18, 19 than I do even now at 35 years old. Things change. Life changes. Decisions are made. Decisions are, minds are changed. And you just, you move on. And you find a good spot. But I also don't think that you just you know, hop island to island because you can't figure out how to get through adversity when things get tough. I'm not saying that's Devin. I'm saying that Jan might have a good point, though, that uh, it's more easy. It's easier to just leave when things get tough these days, whereas back in the day, you had to fight through it a little more before you absolutely got to leave. So that that's it. Devin Kafusi, it's his right to transfer. He'll sit out his year, then he'll hopefully uh, get to play and it'll work out for him and hopefully it'll work out for BYU as well. But it is news when a Kafusi, Steve Kafusi's son, leaves BYU to go play uh, at, at the University of Utah. All right, that's going to do it. Episode four in the books here on the EP podcast. Have a good weekend. Be good to each other. Please take care of one another. We are... Some good news is happening in, in terms of bad news happening with this pandemic here in the state of Utah. And by that, I mean... Some numbers show we're peaking. That's bad news because there's a lot of people that are now affected by it. It's good news because we're getting to that top of the mountain and it's downhill from here. But we've got to stay diligent. We've got to stay resilient. We have to not get comfortable and start breaking the social distancing rules. Hang in there. We'll be all right, I promise. So have a good weekend. Talk to you on Monday here on the Zone Sports Network. And as always, be good to each other. Time now for the laugh of the day.
1: (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: I'm glad we can both laugh at it Yeah.
1: The most selfish thing That a human being can do Is leave an empty shopping cart In a parking space Yeah, if you've done that Shame on you You're telling me you can meander Two and a half miles inside Costco And the moment you get to your vehicle You're like, not another step <laughs> Timed out my physical endurance Down to this moment (laughs) Can't push it 20 feet Help everyone else out That's why I don't even care You guys can try this too Uh, Every time I'm inside a grocery store I take someone else's cart (laughs) Do it Full of food Take it It is so much faster (laughs) And you get to try new things Do it, it's not wrong. Tell me how that's wrong. It's not stealing. What could they possibly even say to you? Excuse me, I gathered that. Just say thanks, and you can regather, you know the route. And that's how I found out that I like hummus. You know what else is not stealing? Putting an extra bike lock on a stranger's bike. <laughs> it's insane that bike locks are legal, that they're just available to the public. you have any idea the amount of power that you wield <laughs> with your imagination in a bike lock? There's so many things like you could just walk past the Baskin-Robbins and be like you're closed (laughs) It is so arbitrary what we need permission to buy and what we don't you have to show photo ID In a hobby shop to buy paint. Yet all of us here are just one Amazon click away from buying orange cones and making traffic go wherever we want. (laughs) I don't like buying milk, right? They don't sell any other product that way. You grab a bag of marshmallows off the shelf, all the other marshmallows don't come at you. Milk, the heaviest item in the store. They sell on a ramp that's aimed at your face. I pull one gallon off seven others, slam forward. It's two percent. You wanted nonfat, but now you can't put it back. I discovered though, you push those other milks hard enough, they disappear. In the healthy grocery stores, I, I never buy anything from that aisle of barrels, right? I just don't like how accessible it is to, like, bare hands or the air. Here's what I do, though. I go up to the most expensive granola, and I scoop it into the cheapest one. And I'm the Robin Hood of Whole Foods.